0: But welcome back to the first episode of Key in the Lake in 2020. This is the premier whiskey podcast without the mention of whiskey in its title whatsoever. As always, I'm joined by Wilson Torres as we're hanging out over here at Beguile Brewing upstairs, just above the brewery.
1: Hey, young world. Ooh, Wilson, how was your New Year? year. It was cool. It was very low-key. I don't care
0: at all. Okay. Um,
1: New Year's overrated. Appreciate that. And... Uh, people drink too much I really thought He was being sincere You hear that shit bro Come on What'd you do What'd you do I didn't do a fucking thing Fuck you Why No
0: I Just You scared I... You sad
1: Oh man I'm not sad
0: You sound sad I was Alright Well hopefully you can get over but Actually I... I
1: spent it in the ER
0: Oh wait you did I thought <laughs> it was in the morning It
1: was You said New Year's right New Year's Eve New Year's Day
0: New Year's Day you're in the ER Back spasms Back spasms Yeah You know what I was in the ER for
1: <laughs> no, I don't know what you were in the ER for. What were you in the ER for?
0: Slaying too much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good oh, thing Jacob. my wife isn't listening to the <laughs> podcast. Say, yeah, yeah, even when sorry. recording next door <laughs> to her.
0: Um, but yeah, we are back here in 2020 for our first podcast of the year, which we're very excited about, continuing on what... Little thing we built last year, um, having some momentum going into 2020 with a nice little rundown of 2019 <laughs> that we recorded last week in my dog's bedroom.
1: You know what? I have to make a quick apology to you, Jacob. Oh, When you sent me that list of topics, I thought those that was a list of things to consider to talk about, like this coming... Call it couple two three, three you know months ahead. Oh. I didn't, you didn't. realize I, recording I didn't realize of the podcast we the last day recording of the <laughs> that list was something t- for us to reminisce about and and to share with one another. So I felt really bad okay. because you were very well prepared and I was going to the top of my dome. I so. had
0: two pages of my notebook. I saw out. you. I saw yeah. you
1: reading from your notebook. and I'm like, fuck. But you got, got it from
0: like... the top of your head and it all worked out.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you want to say, I, that, I just felt, I actually liked your look better than mine. You know, I, I didn't just know feel you're gonna,
0: bad. I didn't know you were going to go so uh, outside of Chicago.
1: I did go a little outside of Chicago, which I
0: appreciated because I didn't. Yeah. I, I was kind of already going there. Um, or well, I, you, held, I, I mean, you went
1: you went coast to coast. I did, but I held which back. Which I appreciated.
0: A bit. Uh, it's because I didn't want to focus just on Chicago. Since we have had the opportunity to drink in so many good yeah. places. but you know,
1: out. but that's something you know, in heading into New Year that I hope to change, you know, to improve upon on my part. I mean, like you said during podcast, yeah, you need, need to improve
0: on your, upon your travels.
1: Yeah, my travels need to be a little better. <laughs>
0: I'm going to your I'm going near your homeland soon. Are you really? Yeah. Are you going? To, oh no, I thought you were going to Kits. Saint Lucia now.
1: Oh, you're going to Saint Lucia now. Yeah. Oh, nice.
0: That's why I told Beans and Tori, you gotta fly me. <laughs> 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 True story. Uh, but anyway, why don't, we to, why don't we get to our? Uh, it's anyway. Any who. Any whom. I have no idea.
1: My English is not very good looking today.
0: It's always good looking. You're always good looking. <laughs> you're wearing a scarf today inside. I, I appreciate it. I'm a little chilly. Oh, it's a little chilly. Actually, it's not pretty nice outside um, it's beautiful. for Chicago here this time of year. But we should probably get to our guests because we have an amazing guest. Like, we have yeah, all of our guests do. are amazing. We have a
1: really cool guest today. Very fucking cool guest. Very tall. Very handsome. Very mm. handsome. Very tall. Tall, dark glass of water. Did you know that we went to the same <laughs> high school? Did you
0: really? You guys went to the same fucking high school? Briefly. Get the fuck out of here. He's a couple years older than me. No shit. A couple inches taller than I'm me. I'm 34. I'm thirty. Four. Three? three 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 i'm 33 okay, gotcha, gotcha. born in 1986 july uh 21st if you guys want to send me a birthday card next this year please go ahead and do so but that <laughs> lovely voice you just heard is the voice of ajay, Boa, ajay. Boja, excuse me ajay. um he is the midwest midwest brand manager yes. midwest market manager midwest market manager for high road spirits yep it's awesome. a
2: startup company yeah
0: move a little closer to the mic just a little, just, just a little there closer. Go. Okay, there gotcha, go.
2: gotcha, Perfect. Gotcha. Awesome. There we go. Yeah. I got that
0: in there. Well, welcome to the podcast.
2: Yeah, happy to be here.
0: You better be, because we're drinking beer on a Friday afternoon. Big eyes in a house.
2: Absolutely. Cheers, guys.
0: Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. yeah. We aren't going don't, to, I don't see any whiskey <laughs> on the table today, so. Oh, I thought you
1: were going to bring in the bottle of uh, Vertical.
0: Hmm. I did promise that. You did.
2: I Um, have some, but I just didn't want to pull it out and drink while... Oh, no. This this is a drinking podcast. podcast. As long as
1: you follow pull out with bottle of whiskey, we have no problem with problem saying that whatsoever. Just don't say pull out. For all of you young children out there that are trying to avoid teenage teenage pregnancy, pull out. (laughs) Ouch. Or if you're Catholic.
0: If you're Catholic, um, practice abstinence. (laughs) It's the best way to avoid an STD. (laughs) That's true. That's what the priest told me back. Or having there. a kid, yes, yeah, agreed. That too, that too. <laughs> Children, whatever. Um, yeah. So today on the podcast we have a uh, much more of like a. We've been talking a lot lately. I think about American spirits. We uh, have a lot of bourbon, yeah. a rye, um, a, little bit of too, a little bit of scotch, a little bit of scotch,
1: a little bit of the um, your your yeah. brand as well and your region uh, of the, true, of the world as well.
0: Yeah, whatever. But they're now ba- they're basically
1: Americans. We're going somewhere where actually this is. Really fucking cool. Yeah, new territory.
0: And you actually probably one of the very first people to introduce me into uh, Indian whiskey. To Indian whiskey, yeah. yeah. So, Ajay has a really cool kind of a story that hopefully he can share with us now as he uh, moved away from Johnston, Iowa, over to Council Bluffs, correct?
2: Yeah. Uh, the story temper-
0: kind of began over there in Nebraska.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I guess how it all started, you know, born and raised in Des Moines, Iowa, I'm a first uh, gen. Um, uh, from india so my parents immigrated late 70s wow uh started to you know i'm a pittsburgh steelers fan why people exactly <laughs> people ask me that all the time <laughs> and uh, i tell them that you know my dad came in i think 78 to the u.s and that's when the steelers wow. were crushing yeah, it yeah, definitely. you know the steel Four super Bowls, yeah 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 so that's that's where that came into play Terry Somehow Bradshaw, we, uh, so hot right now Not anymore. (laughs) So then um, we somehow relocated to uh, Iowa, um, just in the hospitality industry. And, Mm. you know, with that said, uh, we made our way to uh, Omaha, Nebraska. And um, my parents, uh, especially my dad and my brother, saw an opportunity in Gretna, Nebraska. Mm. It was this uh, developing town um, that is now, I guess, the most wealthiest Town per capita uh, within the state, oh, huh. um, and then the education is extremely high. So, um, ten years, about twelve years ago, we bought a liquor store out there, a wine mm-hmm. spirit shop, and now it's just flourished. And my brother and I um, are part of the building; like we own, we own the building of oh, the well. place now. So we have some real estate involved in there. But nice. yeah, I mean that's where I pretty much got into the alcohol business, mm-hmm. um, and. Starting from the bottom, literally, started from the bottom. Yeah, and it's it's working at a liquor warehouse to get through college and to pay my college because mm. I didn't have that Indian money. Where <laughs> everybody's entitled to. Did you you get know. The Indian money. Yeah, I, we didn't have it, you know. So <laughs> I had to do something about it. So hey. uh, you know, I started at a liquor warehouse, and I was twenty years old. I couldn't even drink. So hmm. uh, from there, I, I got working to my brother's liquor store for free, cultural thing where I worked for four years for free, helped out, and, uh, you know, took another job. It's called an internship. Internship, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Co-op. So, you know, from there, I uh, ended up getting into another part of sales, which I just didn't like. And uh, briefly in between that time, I also joined the Marine Corps. um, So just to give me a little bit of structure and guidance, too. Nice. After that, you know, my brother just said, dude, like, if you don't like what you're doing, get into the alcohol business. You know, you know, it's right. Mm -hmm. So uh, he got me set up. Um, I became a a merchandiser, a sales trainee, a sales manager. And I was based in Omaha, Nebraska um, for a large distributing house. I was one out of 51 sales rep. I was the only person of color. Hmm. Oh, wow. And the first year I took this territory and I developed it from uh, what it was kind of slowly failing to now uh, becoming number one within the first year out of all 50 re- wow. reps. Nice. So I was, I was hustling. I was working a lot. You know, I was taking a lot of pride into what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, so just randomly I got this LinkedIn uh, email and there's uh, some guy named from, um, Prashant Daz, uh from LinkedIn, and he's based in New Delhi. I know him. Yeah? Yeah, no. nice, nice. I Just over, you know, it's funny you say that, because uh, this lady at this liquor store uh, that I was working at, she had two, like, you know, Indian kids, and uh, mm. she's she's white. So um, she Did she steal me, them? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, let me get into that. Jesus. So she says to me, uh, you know ajay you know these two kids uh you know they're from india um and this is their names but um they were separated you know pretty much at birth or at a very young age and uh i was just wondering do you know the last name of this and i just looked and i paused and i was like lady there's over a billion indians how am i how the (laughs) fuck am i gonna find this you know how am i gonna find you know just a family member of that so yeah uh, long story short, yeah, that's that's you know, <laughs> I, I, I kind of digress on. Did that. you just
0: see? Uh, what was it Some Dog Millionaire? Is that what uh, she was like basing it off stop, of? Oh no, what's dude. that? What's
2: that recent? No, I mean this was yeah, over ten <laughs> well, years. Well, no, ago. I mean like this—the
0: yeah. whole thing is about like the interconnection of the people. So yeah. maybe she thought like, hey, maybe it's not, such a, not a small
2: world out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and then damn they, it,
0: Danny Boyle. <laughs> and then they
2: had that movie Lion, and that was like. Oh yeah, so yeah. So when that movie right. came out, I was like. I could have helped her. Yeah.
0: right. <laughs> 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 oh God. Uh, um, so when your family bought the liquor store, yeah. um, so you're what, 18, 19 years old. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So what were people, and this is an Omaha
2: area outside of Omaha. Yep. Yeah.
0: What were people drinking and buying there or what were you guys selling? What were you focusing on doing? It was a
2: failing liquor store. Um, mm. you know, this, they, these two married couple, decided to have a sales manager in this small liquor store and i mean we had duallys we had all these brands that nobody wanted he just bought it on sale so when we bought the thing like we took x amount of inventory and we had to cut three quarters of it out clearance Hmm. that's how bad it was shit and you know i'm thankful for my brother because he pulled out of radiology school to help the family yeah um, this was an opportunity this was a good investment but it was it was much needed during that time for our family mm-hmm. to, for survival yeah so he put it, he put in the hours and now he's grown this business into something massive but you know they're drinking their gray goose mm-hmm. captain morgan's the standard brands yeah. that you standard would see. Stuff. so how did your family shift the
0: store into something different or what did they provide?
2: Um, you know, the store is now, we've increased it. We actually grown it double the capacity of uh, the, the building that we have. So um, add more beer to it. Obviously you don't make the money off of beer, but you have a lot more options there. Um, and then we've increased a lot more SKUs since we opened it up. So mm-hmm. there's good opportunities for uh, luxury brands and then also the mid and then, yeah. you know, and then the, your bottom the brands. So. so did your
1: brother ever finish radiology school at all? He did not. He no, did not. I
2: mean he's he's doing what he's doing right now, successful at getting into real estate. Just purchased another piece of land in another area that's about to explode too, and then in is, Nebraska. Or? Yeah, okay. yeah, it's probably ten miles out. Um, but yeah, he's doing big things and uh, very big inspiration for me too. What's know? his name? Um, Akash. Akash. Yeah, it stands for sky. So for sky. Uh, when people come in. He, a lot of Indians have, uh, they use a name like Rick or Scott. Yeah, yeah they use an Americanized yeah. name yes, of some yes. sort. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, they'll either call him Scott, Sky, or they'll butcher uh, Osh, Oshkosh. Like, they'll oh, say that Oh, you know? Goodness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, he's used to it all, and yeah, I'm used to it, too. So, yeah.
1: How do they butcher yours?
2: I, like, A.J., A.J., you yeah. know, A.J. So I phonetically put that on Instagram, U H J A Y, so people will then be like,
1: A J, A J, yeah, ta da! don't learn
2: today. It's it's like almost a question, (laughs) but it comes out right. (laughs) It's almost a
1: question, (laughs) but it comes out right. I like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So um, after you went to college, you entered Uh the the Marines, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So how did that that make? Did you travel anywhere differently outside of the U.S. that kind of opened your horizons to any spirits or anything?
2: Um. Like, during the Marine Corps? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went to Morocco, uh, but, you know, had Heinekens. Like, yeah. Uh, nothing nothing much more than that. So I just had one outside kind of uh, a mini-style deployment. It was just a month long. Um, we got to train with the Royal Moroccan Army. That was hmm. really fun. We were on the beach side, everything of that. It was great experience, great yeah. learning out there. But uh, I've never gotten deployed. Um, I had an opportunity, but I ended up uh you know pulling away from that to finish college mm. you know it was okay. like I went to my staff sergeant and was like look I have one semester left to oh. graduate it's either that or get deployed with my buddies that I can become even you know yeah, brothers of course. Yeah, absolutely but uh, I decided to go the route of just finishing out college gotcha yeah
0: so did you enter were you
2: doing college and the marine Corps at the same time correct yeah okay. so I did two years of active um, just for training yeah, okay. uh, purposes, and then you go into your unit, which is based in Omaha, Nebraska. It's an engineer maintenance company. Um, uh, I was in the engineering unit. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Six and a half years is what I s- did. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Active reserves. Okay.
1: Okay. So, yeah. Awesome.
2: Yeah.
1: Well. Are you still part of that?
2: I got out of it, so... Uh, I've had, you know, a couple of my good buddies and mentors tell me to stay within it, mm. um, you know, and just help out because yeah. they, they saw some good things in me that, you know, I could definitely give off leadership and mentorship mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Uh, the junior Marines. So, but okay. um, you know, I was making money. Um, I was progressing in my career uh, within distribution, mm. mm-hmm. and so I just needed to part ways. Do you apply a lot of that skill and kind of mentality that you develop in the Marines to your job, into the, this current industry? Um, I did, yeah. At some some parts I did. And then as I started to find my understanding and, like, who I am and my identity, mm-hmm. um, I went backpacking, and that really opened my eyes. Mm. So I became more of a, a hipster after mm-hmm. the military because man Omaha like, can do that to a kid <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know? if you don't know it is like one of the mecca
0: hipster capitals of the is world is really oh yeah
2: Omaha o- Omaha. yeah oh god yeah, yeah. Indie, indie music scene <laughs> is absolutely yeah thank you Connor Oberst yeah <laughs>
0: Nice. Um, Warren,
1: I only think Warren Buffett when I hear Omaha and, and the college world series.
2: And yeah. Nebraska Cornhuskers, right?
1: No, never the Cornhuskers. Oh, no. Yeah. Never, <laughs> never the Cornhuskers.
0: It's cuz they're in Lincoln. Yeah.
1: I mean, I I know though. University of Miami's won what two of their th- two it's of the true. five f- versus Nebraska. So yeah. maybe three, but Remember that so one year they lost to Ohio State? Let's not talk about that. Let's, let's get back to my man, AJ. 2002.
0: <laughs> So, uh <laughs> Prime Jake. <laughs> go Hawks. Stop.
1: Go on, my man. Go ahead. So, no. you're, so you're backpacking through Omaha? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I almost said uh, that, but I didn't want to be rude. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so, no, where did you, uh, you backpack? Where did you backpack? Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: you know, to kind of uh, go backwards a little bit, reverse. Let's um, do it. You know, I got that opportunity, some LinkedIn headhunter hit me up, and uh, I just thought, you this know. This is after being in sales for a bit? Yeah, in, okay. uh, in Nebraska. So I was doing extremely well, had, you know, just everything was going, like I, the energy, the movement, I don't know what was happening. A uh, shaman maybe came in and blessed me while I was sleeping. I don't know. That but, That's cool. Um, had this opportunity come up, and, you know, I asked others about it, and they thought it was like some kind of bogus stuff because it was like very scripted email okay so what year is this? uh 2011
0: okay so yeah we're in like internet hijinks is pretty at all time high (laughs) a lot of
2: uh, Nigerian princes out there (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) so um you know a month later I I disregard the email I look into it disregard it Uh and then a month later it was like you will apply for this position Mm. and so I was like okay you know all right, sure why not so I looked into it more and I was like, you know what? This is an opportunity. This is, this could be life changing, hmm. you know? Um, let's see where it goes. What was the job? It was to, uh, well, it was to be to import an Indian single mall whiskey to the US market. Okay. Um, and the company <coughs> is the sixth largest producer of whiskey in the world. Hmm. Um, and to get into kind of factual data, the top ten best selling whiskeys in the world, eight of them are from India. <laughs> the other two is Jack Daniels and Johnny Walker Black. And the most consumed Johnny Walker Black in the world is India. Correct. Oh. Or in, in my terms, correct. 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 Hey, however you want to say it. I won't I, s- I won't say it that way, but I'll, the
0: I'll, I'll give you a license direct. to that. <laughs> the yeah. <bubble>. Yeah. <laughs> there's is there a billion
1: people in India?
2: uh there's 2 over yeah there's over i think about 1.5 oh it's that big wow 1. 1.4 1. 1.5 billion
1: that's Gosh. crazy
2: so yeah
0: so He's, where did the did most of um at least if you don't if you don't know obviously just tell me but did a lot of that start from british imperialism <clears throat> kind of drinking single malt whiskey
2: yeah uh british colonialism when they came through they needed they needed beer for their troops mm-hmm. yep and they needed whiskey And so they went, they brought in a Scottish or a British uh, brew, brew brewmaster? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And then um, also installed pot stills to make whiskey there, too. Mm. So up in the northern region in the Himalayas, Mm -hmm. which I actually went to that area and I got stopped uh, at the gates. There is a distillery there that is the oldest distillery in Asia. Really? Yes producing malt spirit is this where also Himalayan salt
0: is produced that's actually a joke
2: yeah I guess like
0: <laughs> no because actually Himalayan salt comes from the
1: rock it is it does come from the rock <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't know
2: that. if you didn't know that no <laughs> anyway yeah, back so, to whiskey in so no I mean traversing
0: uh, through Asia
2: yeah yeah so I, I worked for this brand right so I, I, I waited for this uh, what for was a- the brand it's a Paul John Indian
1: Single Malt. Yeah, Paul John Indian Single Malt. It's yeah. become
0: very known, well known between whiskey drinkers in the U.S. over the last couple of years, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, not the every novice drinker out there is going to know about it, but uh, when you're someone serious, kind of either in this industry or outside of it, looking for new spirits, um, it's definitely one that comes up a lot, especially in this whole new world of whiskeys uh, category.
2: Absolutely, uh, Paul John Indian Single Malt. So, the name. You know, I was just
1: gonna ask you about that.
2: Yeah, it's it's just. Uh, I've always well, wondered.
0: I've never heard this whole st- this whole story. Yeah, so, yeah, let's
2: let's break it down. So, yeah, break this you down. Know, Please do. Got this job offer, took it, waited eight months, uh, and then just. You know, So it wasn't
0: a Nigerian Prince?
2: Nope. Okay. A, you know, And so they wanted me to wait eight months after so they can have approvals from the TTB mm. so that I didn't get paid throughout those eight months sitting around, right? Smart of <laughs> them. The little <laughs> did they know, I had to sit around for the product to come to the States, and that took some time too. Did yeah. you go over there then in that time frame? Yeah, okay. I did. Well, um, when I got the job offer and everything, they sent me out for two weeks, a week to India. Okay. Um, and then a week to uh, London to see the market there because mm. uh, the, Mon- the London market uh, was one of the first markets to be introduced. Yep.
1: Okay. Makes With sense. that
2: said, uh, you know I went to their distillery where they produce Original Choice whiskey, which is the sixth best-selling whiskey brand in the world. Mm. Um, you would kind of consider that as uh, here in the U.S. rum whiskey because it's sugar cane, sugar cane. molasses or sh- sugar molasses based, and then. Blended in with malt spirit, um, and then, you know, a little bit of coloring. But uh, those are in juice boxes. Yep. So uh, stackability, price point, cost, everything. So now glasses now be converted into tetra packs.
3: Mm. Oh.
2: Yep. So then I went to there, then I flew to Goa. So I went to Bangalore, the headquarters, and then the headquarters of that, uh, you know, original choice whiskey. Which, they sell one million cases a month. Jesus. Yeah, in Because it's just open distribution there,
0: correct? Like, you can just go into a bar and sell whiskey, like, by yourself. There's no distributor, like, how we have a three-tier system here.
2: Yeah, there's sales reps there. It, it is, yeah. It's very, it's kind of actually similar to a oh, okay. three-tier, yeah.
0: I thought it was, because when uh, Alan Clark was on, he spent some time in India uh-huh. for Pernod. Yeah. Uh, doing some work, and he was talking about how, like, you could just go into a bar and do it, as an ambassador, he could do the sale himself. Got it. But,
2: I don't know, maybe every territory are, is different. and uh, Yeah, it's just like, it's like here. Every 50, you know, yeah. 50 states or 50, it's individual countries. Yep. You know, with their laws, so regulations. Regulations, regulations and all that. Uh, yeah, okay. so. Makes sense. Um, you know, I went to Goa, and I saw the distillery, and I met this amazing uh, gentleman named Michael uh, D'Souza. D'Souza. Yeah, Michael D'Souza. So he is a master distiller, master blender uh, for Paul John Indian Single Malt. Hmm. Now, the owner of the distillery, his name is Paul John.
1: Ah, okay.
2: Yeah. Let's just put our name <coughs> on the bottle, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, is he from India? Yes. Yeah. So he's, uh, I think, from Kerala. Okay. Um, there's a lot of Christianity yep. and Catholicism yep. within okay. that region. So a lot of people like Michael John D'Souza, mm. you know, will have a, a Portuguese last name or some kind. I was of going to ask if he's Portuguese. Yeah, is hey. he? Or oh no, 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 no. no. Just uh, but the influence, you yeah, mean. influence, yeah. 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 So when you go there, I mean, they have one of the most largest uh, churches per capita in the world.
3: Hmm. Ah. Huh.
2: Yeah. In Goa. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's the smallest state of India. It's party capital of India on okay. the north side. The south side, you're just hanging out with a bunch of Russians, Ukrainians, and Speedos, and and gotcha. I, go to, I go to the sounds south like side. Sounds like Chicago. Does it? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like North Ave Beach in the summertime, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I make my way to the south and just chill there for eight days on the beach, eating fresh seafood. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Huh. But uh, I was there, um, you know, came back to the States and just hit the ground running, bringing this product in, setting up with an importer. And then just developing, you know, this brand to make a name and an identity in the U.S. market, it already reached to the European market for over five years. Yep. So any of the Europeans or the Brits would come over here, they would understand and identify it. But now it's freshly new to the states here. So what year did you officially bring it over here? Um, Man, uh, 2000 and I'd say 15. Okay. Yeah.
0: That seems, yeah, I I would say I recognizing it at least two years ago. I remember you talking about it.
1: Yeah, this, but that was, it was after World of Whiskey's.
2: Oh, okay. It was either 2015 or 2016. I would say 16. Because I, I just, I dropped a bunch of money, like marketing money on Whiskey Fest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like Whiskey Live and all those. It was 16. To, okay. And the people that really knew their whiskey, they would be like, oh my God, you know? Oh, this yeah. This is it. So, you know, zero then to 23 states right of developing but also going through that market of developing those states man you had to overcome so many obstacles Mm, people in kilts coming up to me and like oh indian whiskey you know like yeah what is this i don't want it and i'm like you're in a free tasting event (laughs) why not try it (laughs) exactly and so me like getting frustrated because you're just feeling this sense of like this is dirty. This mm-hmm. is not good. This yeah. is not quality. So I said, try it, mm-hmm. you know, and he tried it and he's like, oh, you <laughs> know, the impression of raising their eyebrows, that means it's good, it's mm-hmm. good quality. And it's just breaking down the ignorance and the stigma of, mm. you know, India is actually, there are places that are clean. I mean, yeah. other countries here in the States, we don't have clean water. Yeah. Um, Two miles
0: away from here, we don't clean yeah. water. Yeah, yeah.
2: Upstate uh, New York, I was at a tasting there. This lady's like, "Oh, I came back from India. It was amazing." But India having clean water, really? And I was like, "Lady, did you go to Goa? Have you have you been there? Like, I mean, you can't just say that. You know, you go to this country that's maybe overpopulated mm-hmm. that it's it's completely dirty. Yeah. I mean, the most uh, organic hub in the world is actually in Sicum." and that's in the northern part of India, in between Bhutan and Nepal. That's all organic and just completely fresh. Really? Clean water, everything. What's the climate there like? Uh, it's mountainous. Okay. It's, it's it's literally getting into the Himalayan region. Okay. Is there a rainforest area in there too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Gotcha. Makes so, sense then, yeah, for all the fresh water and everything.
2: But, uh, you know, kind of fast-tracking, got burnt out. So uh, when I got burnt out, I just moved back to Omaha in a rental car, took anything that I could fit in this car and,
1: yeah.
2: uh, drove. And then, um, from,
1: where? from New York,
2: New York to Omaha, to Omaha. you know, and <laughs> then so uh, how long were you in New York for? Uh, about almost three years. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So it was one of those things where it just, things didn't work out mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. um, I was just kind of like sad about the whole situation. I was <laughs> like, you know what? I've given my livelihood and identity to this, Thing, this mm. brand, this, you know, work career. Yeah. And I sacrificed so many other things. I'm going to take care of myself. So I moved into my brother's basement, <laughs> and he has two nieces that would wake me up at, like, 6 in the morning, <laughs> which I was completely happy about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I planned out for a whole month where I'm going to backpack. And I started in Europe for a month and a half, and then I made my way to India for about three and a half months.
3: Mm.
2: You know, and so... Um, I went all over scouring, you know, the places of uh, where all the distilleries, craft distilleries, um, you know, what's coming out, what are the opportunities of making a whiskey out there. Mm -hmm. And before I left, I had these two individuals that I kind of talked to and just told them that I'm going to go do this and I'll find it and, you know, we can make some brains out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: going back to when you initially went over to Goa, um, when you met Michael and you met people at the distillery what were your initial thoughts of everything did you know that this was happening there already or just what's a whole new mind-opening experience
2: whole new mind-opening experience i mean you know being a distributor first taking a distribution job for about two and a half three years yeah and not having that like experience of like taking this massive role mm-hmm. of bringing a brand into the states yeah that's huge oh yeah you yeah, have yeah. so much on your plate it's a lot and then you have your family that's like ajay don't do it you know like and sorry for the accent i love no, it, you, no, gotta no, no, it. No. you gotta do it you gotta yeah, go yeah, for yeah, it but you it's like it. want to hear my have, parents <laughs> accent yeah let's uh, hey guys how's it going it's <laughs> <That's> about right <laughs> <laughs> nailed it crushed it yeah um but you know you have all these people that are like are you sure you want to take mm. the risk but if i didn't take that risk I knew that there was an opportunity that, being in Nebraska, I was gonna have uh, the opportunity for growth. I felt like I was slowly getting blackballed, but mm-hmm. also I was the only person of color.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, and
2: no. I, I did, you know, I did. Ha- I have to. I had to deal with racism mm-hmm. within the company, you know, and I, I saw that constantly. So it was just like move to New York City, learn something, grow. That's what I wanted to do, and yeah. that's what I did. And when I went to Goa and I saw this massive production of what's happening, I just saw this is an opportunity. This is this is going to be a nice little you know change of what's happening within India's culture, yeah. but also to the U.S. market. Something new, fresh, utilizing uh, the heat, utilizing yeah. uh, you know just this amazing blender that has blended. Um, you know six best selling whiskey brand you know and regardless of the uh, ingredients of like you know rum molasses and you know malt just to consistently have a blending to that level of making massive production mm-hmm. that's pretty huge yeah absolutely yeah. so
3: no,
0: because
2: yeah. if you want to talk about a little bit more of
0: what they do with their process, which I don't think a lot of people probably listening to this podcast, too, even know what, it, what they do differently um, versus, versus here in the U.S. or in Scotland and Ireland or Japan when creating their, their whiskey and their spirits. Sure.
2: When I went to India, like, Goa and actually Bangalore. Bangalore is 4,500 feet above sea level. This is in the center of India, but on the southern side. It's Garden City. Okay. They are the first producers of single malt. Mm. Um, they started about sixteen, seventeen years ago. A dear friend of mine named is Surinder Kumar. He just recently retired, and he gave it to uh, he hung, you know, hung up, uh, retired, gave his kind of throne to uh, a gentleman named Ashok. Mm. So now he's going to take over. Um, Forty five hundred feet above sea level, high, dry, desert style climate. So one year of aging, their product is going to be around four or five times, yeah. you know, uh, the angel share-wise. So in Goa, it's 81 degrees on average there. Okay. Wow. So one year of aging is like mm-hmm. about four years in Scotland. Does it fluctuate a lot too with colder weather at night? Uh, yeah, I mean. The is lowest, it dry? Is it humid? No, it's extremely humid. Most it's good. probably in a mile or a couple of miles outside of uh, by the, the ocean side. Okay,
1: okay. Um, yeah.
2: Not too far away, let's just say. So uh, with that, like, you know, you have this now kind of humid environment, high heat, high humidity, so the water will retain more in the barrels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But we have a cellar that has, like, a couple thousand barrels, and then above ground had, like, 5,000 barrels. So I think what Michael's decision was to blend those two together mm-hmm. gotcha. to create this beautiful you know balanced whiskey um and i think he did a stellar job and the price point is absolutely unreal on what you <laughs> see on the shelves i agree yeah. it's bang for the buck it's 46 percent non-chill filtered for an entry-level brand that's at i don't know 49.99 yeah. 50 bucks did you bring any of that I should have brought some here, right? Oh, my God. You know what I should have brought? Like, some of the rare stuff Oh, we love rare stuff. Yeah, yeah, No, there's a... Wilson
0: loves rare things. No, Rare uh, and fine things.
2: Michael personally handed me a bottle um, of a single cast, 252 bottle release. It was the first release for Paul John. It was Mm. an Oloroso Sherry Cast finish, Mm. and it's like 57.4%. It is one of the most cleanest mm. yeah. uh, Oloroso Sherry Cast finishes you'll have. It's delicious. I'll, we'll how meet do, up sometime. How
1: do you... Uh, that, that sounds splendid. At the same time, how do, when you guys are doing these finishes and using barrels, uh-huh. do you pick barrels according to what your objective is in these blends, or is it just, just give me sherry barrels, no. give me cognac barrels, give me...
2: Yeah, so this guy, uh, Michael's very, like, hands-on approach he wants okay so the coolest thing when this (laughs) job started
1: yeah
2: um Michael hits me up through WhatsApp and he's like and he calls me and he's like Ajay this is my first time coming to the U.S. can you show me around uh to all the cooperages and distilleries I need to go you know look at buying barrels yeah and I was like Fuck yeah, I'm gonna do it. Like, <laughs> can I cuss on here too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've earned a fucking explicit rating many of the time. <laughs> yeah, so um, for 13 days, I went on a tour to like meet Max Shapira you oh, know? Wow. and uh, go look at Evan Williams' barrels, go to all these Cooperages, go to Minnesota, go to you know, Chicago, check out barrels from you know the the grain cool. belt area and what yeah. an educational experience for you too I
0: mean. yes
2: that blew my mind i learned so much about whiskey and just more like of the technical side of it mm. and it really propelled my knowledge because you know when you come against all these like baby boomers that yeah. are like you ain't got shit on me yeah yep like i can then come back and be like well I just learned from like one of the best, you know, out <laughs> yeah. there. So, there that's you go. cool. Yeah, that's
1: real fucking cool. So, did he um, end up getting any barrels or setting up anything oh, like that?
2: Oh, so yeah, I mean, the the coolest one was like we went to Jack Daniels, and um, when we went to Jack Daniels, we went outside of uh, Lynchburg, and there's this massive like 30,000 square foot concrete pad, and then. Just, you know, a roof. That was it. Uh And then you see all these ports of entry for semi-trucks. And the semi-trucks were designed to hold barrels in this, like, patented way. And so they'd release all the barrels. And there's about, out of this 30,000-square-foot pad, 10 people in this place. Maybe 12. Uh Two admin workers, and then the rest were, like, these kind of, like, coopers, you know? Mm -hmm. They round the barrels, inspect them, then make sure that, hey... uh, the dump dates are painted off and then they'll throw them to the side of good. Let's, uh, let's get them fixed and reused or this needs more improvement. So, wow. you know, they'll separate those two. But when I was there, I was like, where's that going to that semi truck? Yeah. That's going to Mexico. That's going to Scotland. Wow. That's going to Ireland. That's crazy. You know? So, um, to answer your question, uh, yes, he, when you pick those barrels, he, he's actually in Spain right now. Oh, wow. Um, and he is, and guys, I don't work for the company, and I you know <laughs> yeah. I sound like I still do. That's good. Yeah, disclaimer. Yeah. So, uh, but he, you know, he's in Spain. He handpicks barrels, and you know, I, I very I respect this guy to the fullest. And whenever I make my way to Goa in India, and that's every year now, mm. um, I typically will give him a nice, beautiful bottle of whatever whiskey just to show him that you know. Thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely, yeah. So
0: they're sourcing barrels from all over the world? Yeah. yeah. Nothing,
2: is there any native barrels in India made? Uh, that's actually a region, like, that's kind of a conversation that's going to probably be had maybe in a couple of years from now. Okay. So uh, a lot of the trees are uh, protected oh. due to a lot of deforestation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but the style of barrel and the flavor profile... It, I don't think it will give what it needs to give to make that whiskey uh, gotcha. you know, acceptable for the palate. Because they're always looking for used cast, correct? Yeah. Got so sourcing is now like, the, you know, you go over there, you'll see Buffalo Trace, you'll see you know, just Wild Turkey, all these different styles. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, cool. he, you know, uh, when he goes out and does something like a rare finish, he makes sure that he chooses the right barrels in place he has them packaged right, so there's no molding involved, mm-hmm. and not utilizing any sulfur candles or anything like that. Oh, okay. So you get a very clean cherry yeah, taste. Yeah, because it's very clean whiskey. So. Yeah. Hmm. So.
1: That's cool. But, so uh,
0: after working in New York for three years, mm-hmm. um, get burnt out, obviously, mm-hmm. um, from bringing such a small brand from across the world over to the U.S., which is a mind-boggling experience. No, small part about
2: that. Well... Also, yeah. right when Shit. I left, you know, about a month later, like it hits that Sazerac bought thirty percent of the company, uh, and now they're they're just f- trying to now send over and flood the market of like Fireball, Buffalo Trace, yeah. all their brands. So, Cuddy. Yeah, yeah, right. So, um, that all went down and everything, and so you know, going back to your, I guess what you were gonna mm-hmm. ask me was, you know, I came back home planned a month went backpacking went through India ups and downs saw a bunch of distilleries opportunities and you know then came back to the states worked on helping develop a brand with a couple of the colleagues and uh, while that was in play I started my own consulting brand company brokerage Hmm. and you know I took the brands that I currently represent and am part of the import company now and uh Crushed it within the year. Nice. So,
1: can you tap a little bit into what it is true? You know, when you say your own brokerage, your own consulting, to what? How does that work? Um, Do you? I've always. I'm. I'm asking for myself, but at the same time, just to clear up for those who are listening, because you know, do you LLC yourself? Do you you know have to take certain licenses out or? Yeah, so on and so forth, like, how do you do business in, say, the the markets that you're in, you know, how does that work?
2: Yeah, so if anybody wants to get involved in consulting, brand consulting, or essentially calling the old dated terms called brokerage, Mm -hmm. um, you partner with, uh, you know, your contacts or just any brand that wants to be out there and wants to be developed, And you take those brands and you make an agreement together and you start developing that market. Um, And if they, if you keep doing what you're doing and crushing it, and you know, you guys have a great relationship, you can keep expanding from there. Gotcha. Um, I was completely happy because I was literally like, you know, going on vacation whenever I wanted. Yeah. But I was showing the numbers that I needed to. Right. You, know, so you were just,
1: just not leaving with, with shit on the table. You no, just, no. You got, was, you, you got shit done, and then you're like, I'm going to take a break. Yeah, you I know, you. and it's yeah.
2: like you have the freedom. It's the best thing about, you know, Europe compared to here in the States is that we don't have universal health care. That's the worst part about it. Yeah. So in consulting, you have to pay for your own health care Right. Um, mm-hmm. if you're contracting. But over there, you can consult, contract, and then you get your you get health insurance there too so yeah. I mean there's good takeaways out of it too good. so yeah when you were backpacking over there just as somebody who is
0: enjoying life or you know sitting out on experiences did you see the country differently versus kind of being there as a business person did you I don't know maybe like uh open your eyes
2: up in a different experience to the country a hundred percent um Oh, man, I've had some eye-opening experiences. Because uh, you still have
0: family over there, correct? Yeah,
2: yeah. my just one remaining grandma left. Um, and actually, th- last year, 2019, I spent uh, my 34th birthday with my grandma. Nice. <laughs> and she asked me, Ajay, you know, like in Gujarati, like, what do you want to eat? And I just said, okay, so... India doesn't have refried beans, right? <laughs> <laughs> or, like, blocks of, like, cheese, cheddar yeah. cheese and stuff like that. So my mom specifically will pack another bag of, like, everything known to man of, like, toothpaste or whatever. <laughs> they have toothpaste and all that, but, like, she gets it all cheap here, you know? Yeah. So we just load it up, right? And then I'll have my other bag of clothes. So <laughs> I asked her to make me some bean burritos with <laughs> mango juice and all this other stuff, nice. you know, okay. for my 34th. But... Uh, I plan on seeing my grandma again for my birthday coming up in February. So, mm. But uh, it, it was an eye-opening experience because you got to see, I think everybody, as all humans, should go to India to experience what the division of rich and poor is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can see it point blank in Mumbai. You can see it in Delhi. Anywhere you go, you can see it there. And that's what blew my mind. There's probably two times that I just... Just had to walk away from something that I saw and just like break down and just be like I am so thankful for where I am at yeah. but also going to uh, a village to then see my one of my sister in laws uh, GOM which we GOM stands for village mm-hmm. but uh, have a uh, picture and send her a selfie on Instagram on, and then her replying oh my god you know that's where I grew up and wow. raised and you know we had a slight conversation where like isn't it just unreal that this is our family somehow made it to the States and this is where we would have stayed in if yeah. we did not make it here, you know, the same villages. So there is an eye-opening experience for all mm-hmm. of that, you know. What was your family's process of getting over to the States or was there a reason why they came over? Um, it was just opportunity, yeah. more or less. Uh, my grandparents on both sides are sugarcane farmers. Um, we also grow chikus, uh, which is an exotic fruit. Um, and we grow a lot of mangoes. And uh, where we're at, uh, Gujarat land is completely landlocked. Yeah. Um, so you can't really buy anything more, you know? I mean, you just have to buy from others mm-hmm. now. And now it's gone pretty inflated on pricing. So uh, it was just for better opportunity. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. Definitely.
1: So the government doesn't really have any regulations in place to help or is it just because it almost sounds with all due respect, kind of free for all, which is what there's sets that hard line from poor to from rich to poor.
2: Yeah. You know, in this current prime or minister, is it
1: corruption is it?
2: Oh my God. corruption is probably just as bad as, you know, it's, it's bad everywhere, mm-hmm. but yeah. uh, India's corruption is pretty bad. Um, this current prime minister is trying to clean house. Um, I don't know how I feel about him. That's politics aside. But yeah. I, I think he's trying to do what's best for the their people by, you know, providing health care and all mm-hmm. these other accesses of, you know, just medicine and whatnot. So um, that's the... I think that's the biggest step that India has challenges is um, how are they going to help their own people flourish, you know? Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things is that Indians typically will leave the country for work in or work in college in other countries Mm -hmm. Uh but they typically stay outside if they just come back and really focus on developing themselves I think India would flourish which they currently are they're currently in a recession but man when I went there I just started to see all these new baby businesses grow, mm. jewelry lines to urban clothing wear, you know, <laughs> I mean, it is, it's am, it's amazing, this new generation that's coming out, um, it, it's impressive, mm-hmm. like, I'm very excited to be a part of it. Entertainment's
1: huge there, too, though.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it's one of the largest, you know, um, Bollywood is huge, mm-hmm. multi, probably billion dollar industry, for sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You so. seem very connected to
0: where you're from, do you see yourself... Going back there, oh, not going back. But I guess going there.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I go there every year. Yeah, and or maybe
0: being there for a longer period of time.
2: Yeah, residency. I mean, <laughs> earlier this year, you know, 2019, I was there for a full month. You okay. know, and that was with my consulting gig. Yeah. <laughs> now since I'm, you know, kind of employed. Uh, you know, I have a little bit of leeway. <laughs> no. Yeah,
1: kind of employed. Explain <laughs> that to me. Is yeah, it, yeah. Well, let's explain get, let's that to what you're
0: doing now. Yeah, guess, ex- explain Hira.
1: that employed part, because
0: uh, we're all kind of just employed right now
2: in January.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we are kind of just employed right now. Um, <laughs> no,
2: so I, I did well for these brands that I represented and
1: through your consulting team. For through the consulting. So, what other okay. brands
2: were you working with? Uh, Tokiwa Imports is um, four family-owned distilleries from Japan. Got. Okay. Uh, that make whiskey and then we represent Japan's first craft gin, hmm. um, Kinobi. Oh, I... uh, we also just launched Japan's uh, first bitters, craft bitters. Oh, cool. Um, and then we also launched another uh, so- uh, sake-based vermouth. So that's the Japanese portfolio and there's more coming out of it. Um, this import company called High Road Spirits is a focus of world spirits collection. Mm -hmm. We have Haitian clarins coming in, we have Haitian bitters coming in, we have Japanese spirits as mentioned, and you know, we directly work with family-owned distilleries, nothing large. Mm -hmm. Um, So you know, the Indian spirits, uh, that's what I help develop, Mm -hmm. and that's what I'll increasingly help develop over time. Uh, we have Spanish gin, and you know, so it's a fluctuation of all these. Yeah. We'll have Italian single malts coming nice. live in March. Italian, I mean, yes, interesting. Which brands? Puni Italian single malt. I think I might have heard that one. I have not heard they're of. They're pretty big in Europe. Okay, um, but now they're. Is that make spelled? A P-U-N-I. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, So they'll be making their way here to the states. Gotcha. Is that yeah.
1: through you guys or? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, and. You go to highroadspirits.com. Uh, the website is probably one of the most cleanest, like functional websites you can choose. Like, go on. I'll be judge of that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, it's, it's just very, very user friendly. Um, we have our own resource page. Pull all your text sheets, sell sheets, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just. Make it easy. Oh, silly. Nice. Silly, easy.
1: So, now your job.
2: Oh. So, yeah. So, what is it you do? What is it that you do? I
1: get asked that question every day. It's like Martin Duffy. I still don't know what the hell he does all that damn day.
2: I asked Jimmy that, like, (laughs) last week. She goes, I don't know. You know, when I call him, the first thing that he goes is go, hey, little guy. Yeah. (laughs) How's it going? And then just the whole banter thing comes up for five minutes. And then we talk business for maybe one minute. And then it goes for probably two minutes of banter, and then it's like, I'll talk to you later now. Yeah.
1: See you in a month. He's but, like, oh, Marty. Um, Shout out to Marty. Yeah.
2: Hey, Marty. Um, <laughs> hey, Marty. So, I know you're
0: listening, Marty. By the way, Marty, <laughs> yeah. I forgot to add you on a picture of you to some of our favorite people in the industry that I posted the other day. And I know you were crying on the inside, and maybe on the outside, too. <laughs> But you're dead.
1: You're dead to him now. I'm
0: I'm I'm back on a shit list. Yeah, you're back on a shit list. I am dead to Martin Duffy. Martin Duffy once again to this <laughs> world. Um, but thanks for sending me that link to the new highball glasses you guys got. Really appreciate it.
2: You know the coolest thing that he did was uh, the only coolest thing that he did. Actually, Ever. two things <laughs> his entire life. Yeah. The yeah. only coolest thing. Two things dead. that he did. Heck. He uh, he had a uh, Glencairn uh, crystals that were cut. The mm-hmm. etched ones. The diamond ones. Yeah. So And then with Paul John on it, but he sent them uh, just for the sake of it, just being a cool dude as he is. And then the other time was my flight got canceled. I was stuck in Chicago for a night, Mm -hmm. and so I was like, who am I going to call? I called Marty, and he let me crash at his place. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Such a kind dude.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So you met him while you were in New York then?
2: um, Met him in New York. Met him in Whiskey Fest. Yeah. Met him everywhere. But where isn't he? You know, exactly. It's true. Yeah.
1: That's why I'm, I'm telling you, man. There's something else there. There's something. There's some more there behind yeah. the duffer.
2: A shout out to the little guy, Marty Duffy. <laughs> the little guy. The little guy.
1: <laughs>
0: Keeping all of us little guys in mind. He yeah. keeps us. Yeah, he keeps us in check.
2: That's for sure. So, I just uh, you know I I got this job offer uh, to move to Chicago. Right. So they needed. The city of big shoulders. Sorry, the city of Big Shoulders. The city second
0: city. Should- the yeah. second city. The city by the lake. Three one two.
1: Are we a lake town? Do you? Would you I'm a lake stuff?
0: town person. I wear boat shoes, short shorts, and tank tops.
1: Fucking Des Moines.
2: All year round.
1: You do. Salmon colored.
2: People tell me <laughs> Chicago is like broke man's New York. <laughs>
3: Broke. I would say it, most people are
2: yeah. in New York are
0: probably broke <laughs> from the cost of living there. I mean, yeah, so, for sure. I mean, if you want to live in an affordable city with nice neighborhoods, great breweries, great restaurants for half the price of living, I mean, I, if you want to call us that, Fresh go body for of
1: water out there, you, yeah, know. You, know, you,
0: know, you know. They have the Atlantic Ocean and the Hudson. <laughs> it's, it's, real, Hudson. it's real clean. Yeah, that's
2: <laughs> real. With a lot of dead bodies probably floating it's
0: around. A lot of fucking dirty There's a lot of dead in bodies there. in the river, too. Yeah, yeah. Wilson put three of them there.
3: Yeah, there you go.
1: Two and a half, really. Two and a half, really. I only can take credit for half. The third credit. one, yeah. I didn't mean to. That didn't just mean happened.
0: to. <laughs> Slip, trip, <laughs> fell into the river.
1: Yeah. So your job,
2: Um What's yes. your job, man? Come on. So uh, I, I We know each
1: other through our distributors. So
2: Yes. Uh, I manage uh, eight states for the Midwest markets. Um, so I am essentially a Midwest market manager. And uh, I will be kind of helping out developing the Indian spirits line kind
1: of along
2: the.: What US are' you laughing about for the U.S market.
1: Your look, look on your face right now is making me laugh. Sorry, man. Sorry.
2: So I think Yeah, so um, essentially just kind of uh, you know, doing whatever I can. I'm wearing mini hats, is
0: what yeah. I'm saying. <sighs> is there any certain brand on this portfolio
2: that you gravitate towards or are excited about most? Uh, India would be the Indian portion for sure. Um, you know, that's, that's the heritage. That's the group that I I know. And I want to see some more cool things out of it. You know, Mm -hmm. I really want to share that story of where I'm from, my heritage. I mean, business aside, when I went to India, like that is where I really fell in love and connected with. So, Mm. um, but the easiest one, the low hanging fruit is the Japanese spirits. Yeah, absolutely. Blowing up. Right. And they're delicious ones you have too. Yes. Um, when I went backpacking through uh, Europe, I ended up meeting a couple in Amsterdam. Mm. and uh, Oh, yeah? Did you?
1: <laughs> the red light district? Dun, He's a dun, sassy, Look at that big-ass grin on his face, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that shit, he man. We, we I always say it because
0: I wasn't in Amsterdam <laughs> before I was married or involved with this lady who I'm married to. One of my friends might uh, have found two whores <laughs> from Russia
2: we went to uh, I was not there (laughs) we connected in uh,
1: is that what you call it in the lobby
2: in the lobby of a hotel and then we we took an Uber together and I saw them maybe two more times at the hotel because I stayed there for four nights find out this guy named Pedro Canoa is like a a legend in Sporto Sporto uh, soccer oh it's like a premier league yeah yeah um, oh, Porto. Por- yeah, Porto. Yeah. Porto. And then Benfica is a rival team. Mm-hmm. So I told him, oh, wow, I'm going to be going to uh, Lisbon and. Uh, Lisboa. Lisboa. <laughs> Lisboa- <laughs> Bom dia! <laughs> That's like saying Bangalore, Bengaluru, or Bombay, Mumbai. Mumbai.
1: Yeah. Wait,
2: Bombay, Mumbai
1: the same place. Bombay used to be Bombay. Now it's Mumbai. Yeah, it's it's a British. The only reason why I know is that one of my one of my best yeah. friends growing up is, is from is an Indian. Sure. Anyway, back to, to, to
2: Lisboa. Mm. Mm. So from there, uh, they picked me up from the airport, showed me around the whole place. But the first place they took me to was uh, Benfica Soccer Stadium. Right there, yeah. And with Benfica, they were probably 20 people tops in this celebration. It was for, I think, either a World Cup Mm -hmm. um, Mm. nomination or Mm -hmm. it was for a... uh, What year was this? This was two years ago. Oh, uh, the World Cup bid, yeah. Yeah, so they were, they, I think they were applying to have, like, World Cup held there. Oh, 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 oh no, for oh, the bidding. Euros. Oh, so they yeah. bid. Uh, it's gotcha. for the Euros.
0: For the bidding for, yeah, because gotcha. the Euros this summer are all over Europe instead gotcha. of in one, uh, one country or one city.
1: Sure. So it, oh, that's cool.
2: Yeah, so it's all over the whole t- oh, the whole dope. continent. I like that. So they had this hawk Except fly down, um, <laughs> you know, just out of nowhere, this hawk fly down and do, like, this kind of cool ceremony thing. Um, Then they showed me around the whole city. I mean, just all the Mm. tour sites and took me to the casino, everything. (laughs) Dropped me off. Uh, The the soccer player had to fly out to some island in Portugal to, uh, you know, he managed... uh, The Azores? It's a uh, Chinese-owned soccer company that he managed. Mm. But he had two tickets waiting for me uh, for the Benfica team. Nice. And the next day. And so... I don't know any you know, I don't know how to speak Portuguese, but I just took this letter that was all in Portuguese writing and you know, typed out, just gave it to the lady and then she got the manager involved and he goes, he looks, takes his glasses, raises it, and he looks me in the eyes, goes, You know Pedro Canoa? And I was like, Instagram pulled it up, put yeah. yeah. pictures together and he's like, Come here and so I went inside and, you know, just watched the Amazing soccer match, dude! So that's nice. awesome. Or football match, and them crushing it six to zero. Nice. Yeah,
1: let's kick ass. That's very yeah. cool. So. That's my little Portuguese, Portuguese take. I love it. It, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> any Portuguese
0: stories we can have, we will take on yeah. this goddamn, any. this goddamn podcast. Just a so, of any. Um, one other thing I know that you're is really important to you is sustainability, in this industry. Oh yeah. Yeah, and how did you kind of uh, gather yourself into that, and what do you think are some outlooks in the future of it? yeah, so I oh, was even talk about the problems initially in this industry with', with wa- say, well yeah, we should probably the touch waste of on that water and then and, yeah you absolutely know, your so beliefs. Your experience with it, yeah
2: you know living the lifestyle of as I bust three yeah I know it's all on <laughs> oh, you're still in there it was so as we're living this lifestyle of having this like amazing job where you get to go drink, eat, but then kind of go through the heartaches of dealing with. So uh, just dealing with like business in general, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I'll, I'll throw it out like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 fun. It's uh, it has this lavish style, right? Sure. Yeah. But, you know, it it took me back a little bit because I'm beginning to become more uh, influenced with what's happening around the world and like the whole climate crisis and everything yeah. of that. Um, it's come down to my attention and my values and my integrity that I personally, as a human being, before I die, I need to do something that's going to benefit this planet one way or another. Yeah. That's going to happen. And I just want to show that when I do go out, this is what I've done and I've accomplished. So a buddy of mine, uh, he represents Don Ciccio and mm. Um He's a head blender over there. Oh. I just saw him and... Rang in the New Year's Eve with them in D.C. I just flew back yesterday, but our goal is we're working on. How's a s- Trump doing? Oh, dude, God. come on, man! I, di- I was our,
1: really getting into this. Our dear leader, you
0: purposely oh, stop, like, Yeah dude. Put that out there. I love it. Come on, hey, you know what? As the only white guy in this room,
1: <laughs> oh, do you feel you feel a little bad? You feel a little left I out. You di- feel displaced. <laughs> oh, shit.
2: <laughs> At least you're not in Nebraska again, where you're seeing all those MAGA hats there. So. Oh, my those God. Are just clo- those are just disguised for Nebraska hats. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> well, they're just as red. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, go on, man. Yeah. You're no, back in these well, ignorant ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he came up to me uh, about a year and a half ago, and he's like, Boja, I got this opportunity for you. And I was like, not opportunity for me, but I have this idea. Yeah. And I was like, let's hear it. Tells me, pitches it, and... Sat there for about five minutes and I was like, I'm sold, I'm in. And not knowing what the, f- you know, what the fuck we're doing, uh, we just got books of self-improvement or self-help type of a startup on patenting and creating an invention. We're creating an invention that is gonna save, on average for bars, um, about 15, 10 to 15 gallons per night of what? Of water. Oh. Recycling water. We're getting into water recycling. Wow! And there's over, I don't know, eighty to ninety thousand bars in the U.S. Just in Chicago. Just in, <laughs> right? Sometimes, feels yeah. Like it, yeah, But the you know where it's really gonna hit down the road um, with the climate crisis, water is being sourced, especially from like Colorado. It's mm-hmm. being sourced out to, um, you know, Arizona. So they have you know water pipes. They're going to Arizona, to California, all these different regions. So, you know, with water conservation, we don't have really strict measures in place for that at all yet. Mm. So our goal is to recycle as much water as we can. Um, if all the bars here had something of that, we would save ourselves over a million gallons of water per year, just in the bar industry alone. Okay. And so we're developing this uh, invention, which we're actually... You know, about halfway done, like we're in protos- prototype stage. Okay. And hopefully it's either shark tank opportunity, like literally try to interview and apply for that, yeah. or it's just you know natural fundraising, which we're gonna start you know, pushing forward. But our goal is to not just get into the water industry. We wanna tackle all the issues that we're facing within the alcohol culture, the, the bar industry. We want to save and reduce the amount of waste, waste that down. there is. This is a very high carbon footprint industry and it's not even being told about.
1: I mean, how, how is it a high carbon output industry? I'm curious.
2: Oh
0: man. I think everything. I mean, just think about like, the small things that we I, have for events with our POS that you never never use, never yes. need, away I'm thinking,
1: s- I'm, I was on the- oh, no, Manufacturing? Yeah, I was yeah. on the manufacturing okay. side hear it of out? things. Yeah, please, yeah.
2: One ton of barley, one ton of barley will produce around three to five barrels of distillate, and this is just me like okay. being told this by someone that makes whiskey.
1: One ton of, of barley, barley
2: will make distillate for about three to five plus barrels.
1: Three to five barrels.
2: Okay, now me going to all these cooperages and meeting one of the head head uh, cooperage company sure. that is massive. Uh-huh. Won't say the, the the company name, but. One tree that they cut will be around sixty to eighty years old. Okay, Mm -hmm. that will produce one to one and a half barrels. Sixty to eighty year old tree.
1: Okay.
2: Jesus. So, that produces one to one and a half barrels. Then that facility makes around five to six thousand barrels a day. Wow. There's six of those manufacturing units out there. Just of that
1: magnitude, or just in general.
2: Of that of that company. That company. That and company then has they're in the six. same area. Uh, different Spradic. parts. Yeah, because okay. it's 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 along that. So it's
1: along that Bible Belt or that. Yeah,
2: Rusty Belt or yeah, where right? that has all the American oak, right? <laughs> yeah, all so, oats, yeah. Um, you know, so you're seeing a lot of cooperages all over. There's Minnesota cooperages, yeah, so right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, these are trees that are cut down, and then you know people will argue, well, there's tree farms. When you take a portion of a tree farm and you cut like a slice of pie, twenty five percent of it. You just destroyed a habitat that has had shade, has had bugs, has had bacteria. Mm. Everything of it, being exposed to direct sunlight, it just alters everything, right? This is just basic science, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So, you know, when people argue that, I don't believe it. But it's more or less that the sustainable route is not there. Then plus procuring bottles Mm -hmm. and caps... You know, you're getting bottles from another country, you're Mm -hmm. getting caps from another country, you're getting labels from another country, or maybe even the same area. You're all bringing into one area to then package, and then to then bottle, Uh and then to ship out. When you're shipping that out, there is statistical data out there that, uh, for transporting from the start to finish at one end, we'll use about a million barrels of oil on a massive container, Ship. Oh. So, huh. you know, I'm not trying to bring out, and I don't know if I'm going to get fired for this too, you know, <laughs> just bringing this out of the negativity. Why would you get fired? I don't know, negativity of like, you know, whatever. no, of, no is it's true. Yeah, I think it's true. I mean, yeah. also, anybody can say these, see these facts, and these we know facts. it. I mean, think yeah, about even just the amount of gas
0: we've used on a daily basis for driving around to accounts. Exactly,
2: seeing accounts. I mean, it's part about you know. We, we need smarter. Which is why
1: I, I, I use the CTA, mind you. Uh, Some
2: days. You know. Well, I wish they had one in Pilsen. Yeah. Dude, you know? man,
1: grab, so don't jump on the 18. I Take that out of Pilsen and then get to uh, Roosevelt nope. and jump on that red line, bro. That takes you from the north to the south.
0: So then he spends two hours a day commuting and not seeing anybody. Exactly, right? It ain't like New York. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It's true.
1: It's true, though. I
0: mean, yeah, like, it's usually faster to take the the train versus taking an Uber, obviously driving around, paying for parking, all that.
2: But the whole point of what I'm trying to shed the light of is that, you know, that's just on the ends of, uh, you know, whiskey production, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or even gin or whatever. But um, think about the wine industry. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that are happening right now that are affecting everything in general. And... That's where I want to be involved in to help reduce the amount of stuff you know out there waste glasses mm-hmm. uh, especially when you're on premise wise and you're at you know how much a massive volume account will go through uh, bottles of alcohol well stuff um, even wines and just dump it it goes into the landfill it doesn't get fully recycled how many states are fully embracing recycling yeah. products
1: It's expensive it's exactly a myth. It's a so myth.
2: My goal is to create this parent company, which will then create smaller subsidiary companies that will then develop sustainable solutions, not just in the bar industry and the cannabis industry as well, and then also helping other countries out. Hmm. I also want to get into probably hold off on that one. Yeah, so, no, why not? Yeah. No, wherever you com- been, whatever bro. you feel comfortable
0: t- sharing. Yeah, yeah. If you're comfortable.
2: I want to get into, you know, coffee exporting from India and tea exporting, mm. but, you know, going through that, I want to then help the individuals that are making the coffee and the teas because the minimum wage is absolutely just mind blowing on how they treat, you know, the, the employees out there. Mm. So, uh, there's a lot of things in my livelihood that I need to accomplish that's going to not just benefit the human race and earth. Uh-huh. It is also to help the motherland where I'm from so mm-hmm. that I'm happy in what I'm doing. Gotcha. I, can, you know, you know, I think it's a very Others. proud stance to be part of where if you can take you know,
0: where your family from, where it originates to, mm-hmm. bring it back here where you know, what you call home today and help out everybody, help out people in between. That's an amazing uh, approach to have.
1: You mentioned LinkedIn a lot, early and just not to get off topic, uh, look for Vikram Patel on your LinkedIn account.
2: Vikram or? Vikram. Okay.
1: Vikram Patel. Why is
2: that name
0: so familiar?
1: Uh, he imports coffee here. He's based oh. in Chicago. He does it from India. He's there back you and go. forth.
2: Thank you for that connection. You're very
1: welcome. Look him up. Hey, young world.
2: I think that's just like a brown connection, man. It we is brown. I mean, when you, you down with play. brown, man. When you think, down with brown, yeah. Wait till we just get each, till each other I come up, Back man. from the
1: Caribbean, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he actually does have some nice skin tone. He's yeah. Just, yeah when nice. he gets some sun, yeah. He, yeah. He looks the Northern Italian that he well, that he is.
2: If you guys make your way, well, when I go out to India every year, Do you how know many know whites died in World
0: War Two? Oh my God! I've been watching that on Netflix, World War Two in color.
1: That's. I've been watching it too it's, it's really cool I mean, it's, like, it's really cool You're like you're looking through Not, it's, not it's, it's the amazing dying to compare part, like it, Places
0: where you've been Like in Europe And you're like Holy shit you're like, Well you're like No 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 I mean just like, like just from people wise We're like there's, there's quite a few black people In Germany There's quite a few black people In France Yeah And you're like It's you only see white people
1: Yeah, yeah I'm just saying guys yeah. You know we put ourselves out there Yeah of course you did Because <laughs> you didn't want Anyone else's help Because crazy people You know You wanted to keep us back The theater know? It's weird listening to those, Holding uh, the
0: German, um, <laughs> historians saying we, when talking about World War II. I oh, was like,
1: I don't really realize that. You know, it's
0: just like, you, cause I mean, it's their English. They're not being like saying like, Oh, I'm a Nazi. They're just saying, oh, okay. they say we as a country. Okay. But hearing you kind of associate yourself in some indirect way with Hitler, it's probably never, a <laughs> it's probably never a great good thing. thing. Yeah. But, no. Yeah. You know, Anyway, white people always want to take over the world. Well, if you
2: want to friend. get a tan, let's just say,
0: <laughs> and you want to roll with me
2: to uh, a part up. of India, go, go especially. I will Definitely go. With I will go with you to India. Yeah, yeah, and just see everything out there. So let me know. I go once a year, and uh, you nothing will hold me next back. Month. Yeah, to go into India. When's your birthday? Uh, February twenty fifth. The twenty fifth. Yeah. So, uh, so do
1: you go the whole month of February? Or do you go day before your birthday? A couple of days before your birthday. <laughs> um, just day
2: to, before. Yeah. So you on a flight the whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, summer with I'd grandma. Like, you know, yeah. I, I think I'm gonna do two, straight weeks, two um, straight weeks. Nice. You know, spend a couple nights with my grandma, and then in the village area, and then uh, go travel a little bit, say hi hello to uh, some you know friends, and nice. then. Um, You know, fly back at the end of that to go see my grandma one more time, Mm. take the train down to Mumbai, and then just fly out. Nice. And when you do go to India, you always fly out of Mumbai. Mumbai. And the reason why is because the architecture is Mm. absolutely breathtaking. It is just... I love architecture. Yeah. It is. It's incredible. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Good keynotes to have.
1: Back to your uh, invention that you're halfway through, you're in a prototype stage. Sure. Um, Without you doubling or giving away what it is truly, really, is it? I'm curious, is it? Are you focusing on the waste of water and how it's used, or water based product like ice and so on hmm. and so forth?
2: Uh, I'd say both. Both, okay. Yeah. Um, and we're going to expand into that once we keep developing and then rec- receiving revenue out of it mm-hmm. or generating revenue. We'll reinvest and then we'll innovate from there and keep developing. I mean, our goal is to have a cl- closed loop circle. Mm-hmm. Nice. And once we have a closed loop circle, that just goes to show that, you know, there's no open ends for anything out there. You can utilize this full functional material that will then just benefit for the consumers and, you know, businesses in yeah. general. Because mm-hmm. down the road, as I mentioned, you know, we're seeing South California um, or parts of California that are having drought streaks. Yep. Arizona, I mean, these are cities that probably should have not been developed in this <laughs> desert town, yeah. and we're ever increasing, you know, Las Vegas. Yeah, right. Putting a football stadium in there, and they're pretty relying dope. on. Yeah, it is. It's
1: so, a pretty dope stadium. But is I mean, yeah, at the it's end of the day, badass. let's
2: like try to do our part to conserve as much as we can, because yeah. we don't know the possibility of what's going to happen in the future. No. Actually, we do. We but, do because we're
0: very gluttonous creatures and correct we're and capitalists. Here.
2: Yeah, and kind of ignorant about it. It's one word to describe it. Yeah, so hmm. that's, that's
3: interesting.
0: Yeah. I think it's a noble achievement to go after. I um, agree. And if we can help out,
2: we'd be glad to help out in any possible way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm. It's it's one of those things. Like I'm, my colleague and I are here to start a trend, you mm-hmm. know, and we want to make a movement to sustainability, and
1: mm-hmm. we're gonna
2: start to ever branch into many other categories. So that's that and I want it to be where I mean he's majority of the owner but yep. I want it to be where everybody can be involved and it's more open-minded and not about well you get you know x amount of this and x amount of that yep. I want it to be where people bring their ideas to the plate and we just help it grow and we create some kind of incubator format mm. you know
1: I hear absolutely you. that's cool
2: so seems like a positive note to end on since it does me.
1: actually i mean so many more questions but that's cool sure we oh can keep you, no no yet? no i mean this can just it will take it would take us beyond our, our time limit so it's, oh, it's it? cool. yeah
2: oh. you mean you are, are you trying to say you want to shit talk like some of the like, no not at all industry no type thing? no
1: I'm, no i don't want to <laughs> shit talk no it's a not new yet. year <laughs> it's a new year no it's just <laughs> more yeah, and more in regards to your yeah um this whole journey how it's affected you because you mentioned earlier about your travels back to India every year now for the last what five six years yeah that means to you and you know and then um,
2: I will say like out of what has happened um, of me just kind of needing to take a break and really finding my true identity of mm -hmm. who I am um, I am very grateful and appreciative of the fact that I got the opportunity to take some you know brand that invested in me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and from there that's where i started to begin to learn the true culture and the identity of you know where my background is you know so i i will say that i'm very appreciative of that mm-hmm. and understood yeah, and it's all, and it's grown from there yeah. cuz traditionally when you have immigrants that come here and first gens like us yeah. mm-hmm. if we go back to the motherland typically it's fly into the major airport mm-hmm. then take your taxi drive or your you know whatever drive out to the village mm-hmm. and you stay there yeah you yeah. don't ever really learn yeah. about what you just
1: yeah it's funny you say that because that that's that was that's what resonated when we were talking before we went on air mm-hmm. um how it was for me going back to puerto rico to visit the mm-hmm. grandparents you fly into san juan then you know when i was younger we would take a, another plane, smaller plane, from San Juan to Ponce, the airport, so yeah. that, you know, there was no one having to drive to pick me up or my good brother surfing up in Ponce. So and so. Yeah. Actually, there is good por- surfing in Ponce. i know been there. And then um, we'd boogie boarded. That's yes. what I would do. I nice. love, yeah,
2: bodyboarding right? Bodyboarding. yeah. I got to ask you guys a question. You guys live here in Chicago, like myself. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. My life changed, Omaha to New York City, because when I got a taste of, like, solo traveling to, like, London, just London, basic <laughs> yeah. London. Yeah. I mean, I then, day before, I booked a trip. When I landed to London, I went to Scotland for two nights on my own. Huh. And I almost fell in love with someone there, you know? Ooh, like, really? Yeah. Nice. Wow. But I'm just saying, like... Then going back to London and seeing my best friend that like showed me around, I mean, that gave me the first taste of international mm. experience. So my question to you guys, I don't know, you're Iowa mm-hmm. and Chicago. Chicago. So you guys have this direct hub to fly anywhere in the world in mm-hmm. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Did that open your opportunity to like see what's out there and uh. really? For me personally, um, growing up in Des Moines,
0: Iowa, the uh, some call it the Golden Abyss. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's just me, but uh, it was always like something I wanted more out there, like through yeah, like the books and the sure. movies that I like read. Like I always describe myself, people, like oh, well, like in high school, where, like I was captain of the football team, but went home and read novels, you know, and yeah. like wrote poetry and shit like that. And I always wanted something more. So for me, it was initially as soon as I could have that opportunity when I was 21 years old. I left and, like, didn't look back. So I moved out to New Mexico, um, started traveling internationally shortly after that because of a job I got where I was flying across the entire country and got to see the country through that lens of business, but then also pleasure, too, where yeah, I had a friend yeah. that I made where we fly in a day early, stay a day late, yeah, go hiking. For sure. You know, just go drive through these small towns, do road trips across the country yeah. um, and fly through that. Then it was uh, international travel came, like, through my mid-20s and late-20s. And thankfully enough, I met uh, a lady on the night um, (laughs) where she had that same interest in traveling (laughs) across the world and experiencing cultures for what it is, too. And I'm a little bit more of like, hey, let's just fly there and figure out what what to do where she's a little more planned and organized than I am. Um, So maybe we don't always go to the most, uh, you know, out there places of every single country we visit, but more and more with each trip we go on we do, I kind of push her towards those outer edges and like, let's just see where this right turn takes us. <laughs> <Sure>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not being too crazy. Cause you know, I, I like, you know, do you fear for your safety sometimes when traveling internationally? When you don't know where you are, but um, most times than not, people are pretty nice and pretty generous with their time mm-hmm. when you're, when you're traveling through their places.
1: Yeah. For me, it's more, I lived internationally through my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to call each other, you know, we're the knight of colors of Benetton from back in the day. Yeah, you know, because we had Ashish from, in, from India. Yeah, me, you know, from Puerto Rico. Well, ancestor, you know, culturally, uh, two other friends from the Philippines. Uh-huh. Then we had the token white boy Mo. You know, <sighs> fucking Mo. <laughs> and then we had Romero from Mexico. Yeah, you know, so it was. We had other friends too, but you know, for for the most part, going to one and. One, one. we were all first gens just like yourself yeah so to go to one one another's house for dinners mm, or yes. whatnot, you experienced that international yeah you know treatment and or i guess you can say insight you were maybe not completely that you would get from going to one of these countries but you had an idea of what it was like or what they drank what they ate how they dressed yeah you know for sure. so i but at the same time, for me, I was more curious about what was right outside my door. Mm. I had a very strict upbringing. So, <laughs> you know, I would, for instance, when I was got my driver's license, I only was able to use the car on Sundays for three hours. Okay. So I had to figure out where am I going to go that Sunday? I got three mm. hours to go, get there, go see it, and come back. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. and as, mm-hmm. you know, so I was. Time I was always more curious about outside my door so that took me I traveled extensively through the states the Caribbean of course because that's where our family's from um, and I, I went to Mexico for work for the first time that was probably that was my first you know international job mm-hmm, by myself sure. which was really fucking cool um, but it yeah I just I, I don't know the the interest isn't high for me mm. to travel in extensively or internationally only because of what i've been exper- able yeah, to experience i'm alone. here you yeah. know already i'm not saying it's equivalent no um, but just with the friendships that i've developed and, and so on and so forth you know i th- if i get there great i can say i've seen it but you know i get it i'm cool you know I, if that happens i'm i'm down with it i want it to happen naturally
3: yeah.
1: don't want to like take you know like what you know you like, w- what you do every year, go to India for your birthday, you know, me, it's just like, if I go somewhere on my birthday, great. If I don't, all right, man, I'll go tomorrow. Like, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. hear you. <clears throat> I just want life to happen as it should.
2: I just want to say, like, within this last 12 days, me coming back from D.C. yesterday, mm-hmm. and I think we touched upon on, over text a little bit, but, I mean... It's more or less a solo trip that was much needed for me to kind of open my mind and see what I really wanted to accomplish. Yeah. And, you know, I went through Florida to then uh, Georgia to South Carolina and then made my way up to D.C. But throughout that time, um, you know, just to start up 2020, I've now aligned myself with what I'm going to accomplish. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this is what I will foresee down the road is to help uh-huh. Others, yeah, um, and to get more involved with sustainability—that's great. So that's crazy. That's great impact to have. Yeah, um, cra- I think goal to have for 2020. That no, is for a great a
0: new, goal. For, for a new year. I mean, for like, I, year? I, I'm so, I don't follow into like a whole trend of like setting in goals and all that bullshit for because like if you're gonna only you know look into yourself one time a year and never reanalyze what's going on in your life, mm-hmm. then I think it's a failure upon yourself and for people around you. Um, but to have a plan. Any time of the year, yeah, yeah, is a great motivation. I have. agree. Awesome. Well, seems like a good place to wrap it up since we're about to turn off. Um, you know, you can't go past the hour and twenty-five minutes. can go back. We just, we just went past it.
1: That's yeah, all right. We can we'll cut that out.
0: Now I have to do more editing. Thanks a lot. Yeah, all right. No, uh, Audrey, <laughs> thanks for coming on. It's been, yeah, a, it's been one thanks of my favorite conversations yeah, we've yeah, had. Yeah, it. Episode fifty-two of the podcast is definitely in top like fifty-one. <laughs> <laughs> Damn.
3: No, See, it's been an awesome man. Time. He very enlightening. Uh, wow.
0: Come back anytime, and whatever yeah, we can do to help you out with like these goals that you yeah. have, I'd love to be a part of it for that. Um, for Wilson Tours and myself, check us out at Keen the Lake, keyinthelake.com. Do you have any websites or anything to throw out there, Aj? Uh, not really. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, guys, cheers and enjoy the
3: rest of your week. Cheers. Safe. Safe.